0: hello everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of our podcast where we are going to talk about mulan the very beloved uh chinese uh character the female hero the soldier the uh well-known disney character um and but today we look at her um as more than just a uh, beloved Chinese fictional historical character. Um, I know that many are already familiar with Mulan's story through Disney's interpretation. While the Mulan Princess Warrior um, description is not 100% the same with the historical Mulan uh, in its original historical context, uh, which is actually from a... Uh, poem uh, written Uh, we don't know the author really but um, she is originally from a poem um, a character in the poem Um, but I would say the essential character the plot the point of view the setting and the theme in Disney um, are all honest uh, depiction of her There's much that's been written already about Mulan and her story. So today, I want to talk about her as a character in the 21st century. As both a character that inspires imagination, but also a character that generates revenue. Today, we talk about Mulan, Disney, and their relationship with the Chinese market. Um, So the five years and 200 million in the making of the live-action spectacle movie Mulan may not be significantly higher than the average cost of making live-action versions of classic cartoons for Disney in recent years. As we know, for um, Beauty and the Beast, um, for Aladdin, um, Disney poured a huge amount of time and money and resources. But um, the making of Mulan, how it has been received not only business implications but also specific policy implications for Disney which is different from um, the the way that Aladdin and um, Beauty and the Beast and other um, live action um, really really I guess um, means for for Disney so I think it's worth taking a closer look at how different aspects of Mulan's production and reception shows Disney's current and potential future attitude towards arguably its most important audience and market group, the Chinese market. Specifically, today's podcast, I want to examine Disney's choice in filming part of the film in Xinjiang, where many suspect that the local ethnic group are put into re-education camps and, uh, forced to follow certain education under the party. Um, and we also examined today in our podcast, Disney's, um, deliberately staying silent when they're questioned about this and, um, their choice of not naming the region in their credits, which has received global backlashes, um, so it's not good um, for Disney in its PR campaign, of course. So in Milan's case, it is evident that Disney's earnings are closely entangled with institutional settings and geopolitical relations between US and China. And the continued instability in the political sphere does carry a significant weight in private companies' financial activity. And in this case, Disney's revenue is... Um, And with a closer look at how Mulan is received, I think the often quoted cultural differences in taste is a surface-level concealment of deeper differences in legal environments, macroeconomic and socio-political conditions between U.S. and China. And fundamentally, what determines the earnings for Disney's production um, and for Mulan and other products is opinions. Opinion in uh, a liberal democracy not only reflects what is implicit in people's more culture and background practices but also delineates a thought pattern that is not to be refuted. One can have different opinions on Disney movies. However, if a movie's making touches on certain deep ideological lines and in this case Chinese government's agency accused of human rights abuse, um, and then the sites are set, and um, a certain individual, uh, the audience member, would fall into crippling ostracism if he or she is not in line with the prevalent sentiment. So, to support Mulan um, as an audience member or as a filmmaker, as someone um, in um, in the society that is um, outside of China, um, will be seen as, in a way, supporting the political forces behind it. So there is a pressure over the soul in a manner immensely more powerful than just mere physical coercion for the audience to say no or to not go watch this version of Mulan. Um, and for people to question future collaboration between Disney and China. And moreover, Disney's Mula is not uh, that well-received in mainland China, although it is a beautifully made film, um, and I quite like it, um, but um, it was not as great as people had anticipated Um according to the general reviews um, so far, um, which this poses a greater challenge for Disney to, to cater to an increasingly picky Chinese market. As the New York Times wisely points out, the mixed reception for Mulan in China underscores the enduring challenge that Hollywood faces in trying to make films about Chinese stories that have both broad appeal and the ability to captivate moviegoers in China, its most important overseas market. So with a massive population near 1.4 billion, Disney is increasingly relying on China for its major production ticket sales. Um, And it is especially essential as the pandemic continues to hit worldwide, forcing governments to close down movie theaters and other entertainment venues that China as the only major economy which has rapidly and efficiently recovered. Um, and this um, slide this I, I thought, is very, um, very on point um, by Stanley Rosen, the professor of political science at the University of Southern California. He said, you have to be very careful before you shoot a script, knowing how big the Chinese market is, to make sure you get China right. This he said during an interview with CNBC. And in this live-action version of Mulan, the the writers eliminated almost all foreign and superstitious elements and changed many parts of the plot line from the original cartoon, which entails deleting characters like Mushu, casting an all-Chinese cast and having most of the parts Filmed in China to fit itself into the standards set by the Chinese government, and Chinese uh, China's official censorship guidelines, in fact, prohibit many things, um, which generally limits what movie production can do both in China and outside. Um, if they want to, uh, if they want to ever uh, get into the Chinese market, um, and there is a guideline that prevents movies to. Uh, promote cults or superstition. So Disney suffered greatly when its mega hit Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, uh, wanted to reach the Chinese market. It was rejected because the goals present in the movie is, I mean, obviously, is superstitious in a sense. Um, and therefore, this time, Disney almost tailored the Mulan story into a film to make sure it successfully airs in Chinese cinema and caters to the popular taste. However, this is exactly the point that drew backlashes from China. And the country is too proud of its ancient history and culture to let a foreign enterprise interpret it, or worse, to appropriate it. In a review posted on Weibo, Luo Jin, a Chinese film critique, um, critic, called the film General Tso's Chicken, which is an Americanized take on Chinese culture. And with uh, presidencies increasingly increasing publicizing to uh, Chinese to be cautious on the erosion of Western ideas, the Chinese audiences are increasingly uh, picky against uh, Western production that has um, Chinese elements in it um, or is based on Chinese story. Um, completely borrowed from China. Um, As they are, the audience are well aware of the nature of it is to have commercial benefit while politically backed by its Western civilization and politics. And the Chinese film critic also puts it in a timely fashion on Global Times, which writes... um, uh, uh, which is written by Shi Wenxue, this film critic. Um, he said that um, the poor box office performance of Mulan in the Chinese mainland market is not surprising because it failed to tell a Chinese story in an accurate and attractive manner. The, fil- the movie is just a mixture of oriental elements and symbols in the eyes of Westerners. For instance, in the movie, Mulan from the Northern Wei Dynasty lived in the earth building, um, a type of construction using raw earth invented during the Song Dynasty, um, which is, you know, anachronistic, obviously, because uh, that's a whole century later. How could it exist in in the century before it didn't exist? And the general in the movie played um, by uh, in the the general in the movie played Tai Chi which is a form of martial arts Um, but it was created in the Yuan dynasty even later on so it's not supposed to be in the film definitely Um, so in fact the original cartoon version of Mulan um, also received skepticism and criticism even though it was widely popular and well-received all around the world. Um, When it came out in 1999, um, Chinese historians have challenged Disney by pointing out the abundance of anachronism um, and Hollywood stereotypes present in it. Um, For example, Mulan is portrayed as a girl with slanted eyes, flat face, and strange facial feature. Um, As she looks to the Chinese, as nothing like Chinese but some creature that Exist only in an American's imagination. So at times, Mulan also looks more Japanese with the style of clothing and makeup unique to Japanese culture. There are also instances where names that don't belong in the dynasty appear on the newspaper Mulan holds, and etc. And all of these remind the Chinese audience of Hollywood's history of portraying the Chinese. Um, as the yellow peril, the sinister Chinese, and the sentiment that was generated cost Disney a fortune um, in terms of its box office sales. Disney needs to realize that in the decades to come, the generation of audience it intends to attract are not born in the 50s or 60s, but millennials. And not just American millennials, but also Chinese millennials who grew up with a different idea in the notion of fairy tale, of feminism than their American peers, who are only excited about an authentic take uh, in a meaningful story, not an appeal for acceptance. And even without the West defamation on Xinjiang issue, the Chinese audience is against the movie just because they're disappointed at the level of art and craftsmanship on this movie. Among the many strategies Disney made to appeal to Chinese audience, one stood out as particularly worth examining. Um, Disney shared the script with Chinese officials um, and heeded the advice from the Chinese consultants who uh, told Disney things like not to focus on a specific Chinese dynasty um, and this and that, what is more controversial is that Disney took a calculated risk in giving credit to the regional government organ in Xinjiang that helped produce the film, where um, a lot of people in the West believe that the ethnic group are held hostage over there, um, even though we don't really know. Nobody really um, has been in the region to to see and film, but it's... Uh, widely um, suspected um, happening of human rights abuse. Um, and though the Chinese foreign minister spokesman uh, Zhao Lijian slammed the ill intention moves of anti-China forces, insisting that this is common practice in the film industry, and indeed it is. It is uh, definitely a common practice to credit uh, the certain regions that the films are are in, And journalists in the U.S. and the Congress of the United States insist the entanglement between Disney and Chinese government is suspicious and potentially dangerous. And the letter from Congress to Disney demonstrates the major concerns from the U.S. government's side. Even though it is directed at Disney, it is really a bullet that shot through Disney to the CCP. Uh, What lies underneath the dilemma is a reconciliation between core principles in American democratic system and the core values with Chinese communist rule. The National Basketball Association also struggled in a similar manner. Last year, when a general manager from the Houston Rockets shared an image to support the pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong, It led to NBA to be banned in China and cost the league millions of dollars. Is Disney oblivious to the Xinjiang human rights issue? The answer is not a simple one. On the one hand, Disney is vocal and affirming on its commitment to supporting human rights issue, diversity, equity, and inclusion. On its other hand, it chooses to not interfere in China's Human rights violations, and this is just what Chinese government wants and demands. No meddling with Chinese domestic government as a foreign power, and it is exactly what Disney followed. Um, and in the obedience, is the obedience to the Chinese government going to continue as Disney's dominant strategy in um, in approaching China or um, attracting the Chinese market? Um, as we can see, that the Chinese government co owns a uh, $5.5 billion Shanghai Disney Resort, which, according to Disney ex- executives, is the company's greatest opportunity since Walt well, Disney himself bought land in Central Florida in the 1960s. And um, of course, Disney is also investing a lot of money into upgrading the Hong Kong Disneyland in hopes of creating a must visit attraction for families. The for-profit model is pushing Disney to be involved more in its Chinese market, and the momentum is not seeing a decline soon. Though Mulan received overly negative review statistics from an um, analytics research film, um, shows that nearly twenty-nine percent of Chinese uh, of U.S. households. That subscribed to Disney purchased the thirty dollar Mulan film by mid September, which, as far sub, uh, surpassed other popular titles on the platform, in the hope that the United States had a few decades ago where China would follow Japan's trajectory uh, of becoming a democracy uh, and transform itself into a country, you know, like with values um, of uh, Western democracy, liberalism, and all, uh, seems more and more to be an American dream instead of a Chinese one. And in fact, the expectation that China would join other democracies in the world while under the rule of capitalism is the cause of conflicts for companies like Disney to operate in China. And Chinese government reiterates in both speech and action, that they believe economic progress and international trade need not a certain political regime to support, and other countries must not interfere in Chinese uh, political problems and challenges. For Chinese, business is business, and nothing else should encourage or deter its development. And Beijing has defended its crackdown on Xinjiang. As an important part of keeping regional peace by tackling extremism and terrorism, and anything in line with Chinese law and international practice should be respected by companies who want to do business in China. Um, And um, this, and as we can uh, see that there are really a lot of risks and assumptions in the future of Disney's um, relationship with, with um, the Chinese government, with producing a um, film with Chinese elements. Um, and the way that Mulan's launch has been um, a bit disappointing as a tentpole film for the company, raised questions about the long-term sustainability of Disney's tentpole business model. Um, and the increasing reliance that the company has on China, on Chinese market, is complicating its business model as differences between the U.S. and China lead to p- potential critical and consumer backlash due to the compromises that the company has to make regarding the product. And China is rapidly shifting from a potential source of growth and potential future revenue for Disney to an essential part of its recurring of its business units, in particular studio entertainment and parks and experiences and products. Disney has made significant compromises on its film content that have shown in this case study of Mulan. In order to earn access to the limited foreign titles that are allowed to be shown in China each year, the revenue generated from these titles, such as Avengers, uh, Game, form a lucrative portion of total global box office sales when successful. But when they fail, as in the case of Mulan, they may review the downsides of such compliance. And Disneyland Shanghai was supposed to represent one of the final long-sought prizes in Disney's goal to access and benefit from the Chinese market. The tentpole model's success depends on translating box office success into success in their theme park properties around the world. So paying attention to what happens when favorable tailwinds fail to emerge when a temple film fails in China will be crucial. And crucially, after having spent so much um, money and uh, people and resources on constructing Shanghai Disneyland and expanding Hong Kong Disneyland, Disney now has physical assets that are vulnerable to a worsening of U.S. and China relations. And while growing risk to Disney's ability to reliably generate and grow China revenues may not spell the end of their decade-long success with their 10-pole film model, it probably poses the greatest material risk yet to the model, with stagnant U.S. overall box office growth for the past five years and the unclear impact of the extent of lasting uh, reductions to theaters and theme park visits, the risk to Disney's signature strategy have never been greater, and Disney has a rare opportunity due to the extent of negative um, reception to Mulan and increased use of um, DTC products um, due to the pandemic. To the pandemic, to grow a new business, Disney Plus and their DTC streaming services, and the growth of these services and in particular, Disney Plus can potentially successfully offset and even exceed due to greater market size and growth potential, the increased risks and potential lackluster performance or even decreased revenues from China due to underperformance of products in the Chinese market and uh, increased tension between the US and China. Um and it is difficult to, pro- to project Disney's reliance on the Chinese market due to the ongoing impact of the pandemic to the company's core business unit. However, with the impact from the pandemic forecast uh, to affect the travel, entertainment, and leisure businesses that are core to the company through um, as far out as the end of fiscal year 2022, I argue that during this time period, special attention should be paid to, to the success of Disney Plus and the degree of additional investment. If any, Disney spends uh, on its China-related investments and negative receptions to any compromises its studio entertainment or other units may have to make to their products so they can be released in the Chinese market. Um, and I think there are so many, so many things to consider as um, international companies approach um, China subjects um, and in relations to uh, Chinese government, Chinese law and Chinese policy and business models, um, there's a lot of interesting things uh, to look at In that sense, Mulan is no longer a figure that um, lives only in the poem. She is a uh, bridge that is between the West and China and um, is going to be the symbol of um, how the, uh, the Western market can um, satisfy both um, the Chinese market and um, audience all around the world. Um, And uh, I look forward to seeing more productions of uh, Chinese culture, Chinese literature-themed cultural productions, uh, movies, um, plays, uh, books, of course. Um, and at the same time, I look forward to seeing um, as the tension of U.S.-China relations cools down, maybe, hopefully, um, if there will be really successful and popular um, productions um, that benefit the the people all around the world. And thank you so much for listening in. Uh, Next time, we are going to examine an interesting poem um, from the Song Dynasty, China. And we are also going to talk about uh, not just the poem and its contents, um, but the, uh, the theme, which is about in-law relations and how difficult it is throughout history um within the chinese culture and how it's compared with you know just in general the in-law relationship uh perceived in the world and um again thank you so much uh, for tuning in i'll see you next time